And greetings, everyone. Welcome to our new video podcast. We call it Digging It with Eric Ritchie. I'm your host, and uh, we look forward to uh, not only this show, the episode one, but in the weeks and months to come to shine the spotlight on the sport of volleyball, both on the high school collegiate level. We'll talk beach, we'll talk AVP, and we'll also end the show each and every week with a what's up which is a current topic that's going on uh, in the sports world uh, right now. So episode one will kick off with um, um, high school coach Mike Barnes. We've got uh, a legendary coach uh, who spent many years, uh, of course, winning state championships in the New Orleans area. We're going to catch up with Coach Mike in just a bit uh, on the collegiate scene. It is Jeremy White as our first college coach uh, guest here on Digging It. Of course, the Southeastern indoor and beach volleyball coach. He's got the Lions off to a tremendous six and one start with a big win over Tulane already. They're getting ready to go to New York, the Big Apple St. John's tournament coming up this weekend for Southeastern. And as we said, at the end of the show, we'll wrap it up with the what's up segment. Currently, what's up? And we're going to this week, I'll just go ahead and tell you, talk a little bit about the NFL season, which opens up later tonight. And of course, we'll set the stage with what's going on coming up on VSN. Uh, We've got an unbelievable lineup of volleyball matchups on Thursday where four of the top four teams in the VSN Power 10 will be live streamed on Thursday night. Hannon plays Dominican. That's a two versus four. St. Thomas More, the number one team uh, in our poll right now, they will host uh, LCA. And then we got Mount Carmel, who's at number three in the latest poll. They'll be on the road at Mandeville. We'll have all of those. Talk a little bit about that. Plus, Our high school football lineup on Friday night is also just unreal. And uh, uh, the announcement of a new affiliate on board here at VSN as well. We'll talk about that later in the show. But again, as we said, three segments on digging it. This is segment one. It's our high school segment where we will shine the spotlight on high school volleyball most particular in the Louisiana area. And we are very, very honored to bring in our very first guest, Mike Barnes, a six-time LVCA Coach of the Year, a former state champion at Sacred Heart, also coached at Cabrini and has coached kind of, uh, you know, club ball and is a great setting coach as well. Coach Mike Barnes, welcome to Digging It. Good morning. Yeah. And Eric, thank you for everything you're doing for, you know, showcasing volleyball, the sport that I love, you know, in, you know, in Louisiana and giving these girls and these coaches, you know, the, the recognition that they, they really deserve. You know, I I appreciate everything you guys are doing. You know, I'm up here in the Seattle area now and VSN, you know, the being able to just log on and, you know, get my fix with the Louisiana volleyball is, you know, outstanding. And, you know, thank you for, for everything that you're doing to, to help showcase this wonderful sport of volleyball, especially Louisiana volleyball. Well, we certainly appreciate that. And I can just tell you for sure, it's a labor of love. We certainly have uh, got the volleyball bug over the last few years, both indoor, beach, high school, college. And uh, you've been a big mentor too. And that's why I wanted you to help us and lead off this first show. And um, we'll get to your move to Seattle, your recent move in just a bit. But first of all, my question, how did you get involved in the sport of volleyball? What lured you to this sport? You know, when I was 18, um, you know, in high school, my a good friend of mine, uh, Joey Scafidi, uh, he was off at LSU 
um, you know, and he ended up playing on their uh, volleyball club team. And he came back home and he's like, man, I'm, you know, I'm loving the volleyball thing. So he got me involved in it. We were, you know, two of the young guys involved in volleyball. There wasn't a lot of indoor volleyball. So we were playing on the grass with, with Bruce White. He would, you know, have these tournaments organized and everything on the grass. We would play in front of, uh, you know, on the lakefront in front of uh, Mardi Gras Fountain. You know, then from there, he started to get the uh, idea about um, Coconut Beach. So um, I was a college student. I had time on my hands. So Bruce uh, got me out there and we actually, he and I built the fir- the Coconut Beach, you know, made the big sandbox, went out there and, and uh, you know, post hole d- dug all of the nets and everything. And um, yeah, and once he started that, you know, then I think that really got guys involved in, you know, more guys involved in volleyball in the New Orleans area. And Bruce still doing a great job now at White Sands, and uh, they yes. have tournaments every weekend. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you about the transition into the coaching aspect mm-hmm. of it. So you, you you have a love for volleyball. You're you're doing grass volleyball, some beach volleyball. How did you get involved in coaching? Yeah. And then uh, while we were doing the coconut beach thing, you know, Bruce White had a um, a volleyball club. It was Jazz Volleyball Club, and he's like, Mike, you love you know volleyball and everything. You're great with the kids, you know. So when I was you know 20 years old, he brings me into his uh, volleyball club. He was a wonderful mentor. Uh, one of the other coaches was um, DD. Uh, Thibodeau from, yeah, she uh, was the longtime head coach at Bonneville and she was an outstanding coach. Uh, Dr. Peter W, you know, he was coaching, you know, on the staff. So I had an outstanding group of people to really mentor me and get me involved in, you know, in volleyball, you know, in in my first uh, coaching. Then when I was at UNO, one of my assistant professors was the former uh, state championship volleyball coach. And she's also a, a, you know, hall of fame coach. Uh, And that's Sally Raymond. And she was the head coach at um, Andrew Jackson, you know, high school. And she was coaching CV Miller and she was coaching Dana uh, Lonnie. Yes. You know, um, at, um, you know, at Andrew Jackson, they won a couple you know, state championships. And, uh, you know, she knew I loved volleyball. So we were always talking, you know, talking volleyball and she was passionate about it. Um, and, uh, you know, that would, and she ended up bringing me over to McGee, uh, when I was a you know college student and helping her, you know, coach the middle school, you know, at McGee, you know, so I was, you know, very blessed with, you know, starting out in, um, you know, volleyball. And then from there, I moved to Cajunland Volleyball Club and, um, you know, worked under, you know, Wade Washburn. You know, when once Coconut Beach blew up, you know, Bruce was like, I, I can't do the, you know, jazz, you know, anymore. Um, and I was like, well, who, you know, who do I want to mentor under now? Who's the best coach in the city, you know, that I can mentor under and they can take me under their wing? And it was Wade Washburn. And, 
you know, even this past summer, you know, uh, he was doing a bunch of private lessons and I would go in the gym with him and I would, you know, shag balls and toss balls and serve balls for him, you know, just so I could still be in the gym with him and listen to him teaching how he's teaching. Cause every time I'm in the gym with him, I mean, it's a, it's a coaching clinic, you know, for me. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Never even. Yeah. So always evolving and always wanting to learn and always wanting to get better. Well, you uh, you certainly learned under an unbelievably tremendous mentor, Wade Washburn. I'm certainly a uh, a huge fan of what he has been able to do on the club scene, high school scene. He's currently the Sacred Heart JV coach, and I tell those girls every time that I walk by and go to uh, uh, interview JJ Wan, I tell that JV team, "You are so lucky. You have no idea. Just soak all this in with Coach Wade Washburn." But as we talk to Mike Barnes, you're um, 1990 at Cabrini, your four-year run there where you took that team all the way to a state championship, losing to uh, Ben Franklin in the state finals. Was that your first head coaching position on the high school scene, Coach Mike? Yeah. Yes, that was my my first, um, you know, coaching. You know, I was the um, uh, first I was I went there as the head coach, um, you know, and uh, then uh, when I graduated, went there, I was athletic director um, teaching uh, physical science and then the, the volleyball coach. And then while I was there, I had outstanding, you know, coaches also, um, you know, Greg Castillo was on the coaching staff uh, with me there. Uh, Mary Cadero, you know, a long time uh, outstanding volleyball coach. You know, she was um, at Mercy at the old Mercy Academy. And then uh, when they closed, came over to uh, Cabrini. So his outstanding uh, coaching staff, Yvonne Ratman, who was the principal yeah, there at the time, she um, yeah she was one of the original uh, uh, owners and directors of Cajunland Volleyball Club. Back then, it was the Raging Cajun you know volleyball club. Yeah, so it was a real yeah outstanding volleyball think tank you know that we had there, you know, just young, hungry, you know, coaches that loved uh, the game. And it just went into, um, you know, into a, a, you know, a good result for the, you know, for the kids. And then it started a great rivalry between uh, Jody and I, you know, Jody and I knew each other and we were good friends in, um, you know, in college, you know, uh, we played a lot of flag football, you know, together and, and, you know, volleyball together in college. And then, uh, you know, it was, it, that started our great rivalry, you know, when I was at Sacred Heart and still to this day, a, you know, great friend of mine and I always check in with her and, um, you know, it's going to be fun to watch her team progress this year also. Yeah, it's a who's who you're just ripping off here. Jody Pulizano, Greg Castillo. I mean, just unbelievable names, uh, blast from the past in the New Orleans volleyball uh, community in Louisiana. Yeah, I think you know what's what's important, Eric, is that I mean, I I never had an original thought in <laughs> volleyball. No, I've kidding. never had an original thought. I've had so many great mentors and and people that love volleyball around me that I never did have to reinvent the wheel. You know, because right. all of that knowledge that they gave me. You know, I just put my own 
twist on it. But I never had to, you know, come up with anything original or try to be original because all of the volleyball people around me were just giving me everything that that I needed. You know, so um, so I, I was blessed. You uh, you mm-hmm. were. I mean, the names that you've uh, that you brought mm-hmm. up certainly still ring true to this day. So from Cabrini, it, it's to Sacred Heart, 1993, and we we bring up another current head coach in the volleyball community. Julie Hartley was your head coach there. You were an assistant, and then eventually taking over for Coach Hartley, you won three-peat state championships, not once, but twice at Sacred Heart. Tell me about the transition from Cabrini to Sacred Heart, learning from Coach Julie, and then eventually taking over and for 15 years uh, being a dominant program at Sacred Heart. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, you know, it's, it started with a dominant program with, uh, with Julie Hartley. You know, yeah. We had outstanding, you know, athletes, and that was a three-peat um, or actually – um, I think, you know, those girls may have won, those girls won four, um, state championships. Um, you know, so they, you know, uh, you know, three under, uh, Julie and then, um, you know, one when I was the, the head coach with that, that senior group. So it's an outstanding group. It was a outstanding program that Julie built there that the pressure on me was just to maintain you know, that, um, you know, that program. And we had the outstanding athletes to do that. And then also, you know, I was working under Julie, you know, an outstanding coach. And then I was also working, um, I mean, I had outstanding coaching staff. Uh, you know, Matt Altagi was my assistant coach, uh, you know, while I was there. And Matt was an outstanding player, an outstanding teacher, uh, I had Christian Vacious, you know, who was there, who is still, you know, coaching on the younger uh, age level. So we had, I was fortunate, you know, to have staffs. I had a staff at, um, you know, of outstanding people at Cabrini. We had a staff of outstanding, you know, people at, um, you know, at Sacred Heart, you know, and that's really what it takes is is an entire, you know, staff, Um and, uh, you know, they were mentors to me. I was mentors to them. We had these huge think tank of, of volleyball, you know, and, uh, and we had the athletes that just thrived in that think tank. And we were able to, you know, develop them and send them off and where they could, you know, live their dreams playing collegiate volleyball, win state championships, you know, become all state um, you know, so it was, you know, it was a, a blessed time for, you know, for athletes and some of the, you know, girls that I got to coach, um, you know, and the athletes that they were, were, I mean, really fun. It was a, a fun time. Coach, you win six state championships at Sacred Heart. You were mm-hmm. named the LVCA coach of the year in Louisiana six times. When you look back on your high school coaching career, what are you most proud of? Um, as a coach or a state championship that stood out, a match that stood out, a coaching decision. Give us something that really, when you think about your coaching days, comes to the mind first. Mm -hmm. Probably the, uh, 
the five state championship games that I was in that I lost. You know? oh <laughs> those, are the ones, those are the ones you remember, you know, you're yeah. like, oh, we were, we were there, oh. you know, we were there, you know. Yes. So, yes. Uh, you know, the victories, you know, they, they go by, but the, the salt and the wound are the, uh, the ones that you end up um, losing, you know. Now, it was, um, you know, I, I, the, the thing I am most proud of is um, the relationships that I have, um, that I have built, you know, through, um, through the love of uh, volleyball the relationships I've built with the coaches who have mentored me, the relationships with the coaches that I've worked with, the relationship of the players that I, um, that I coached, you know, uh, and there's nothing, you know, better than, you know, one of the former players saying, Hey, you know, okay, my, my daughter's 10 years old now she can start, you know, uh, playing volleyball, you know, you're going to, you know, when, when you're going to start coaching her, you know, um, you know, getting the, you know, getting the invitations to the weddings, getting the um, the birth announcements, you know, that's what it, um, yeah, that's what, that's what it's all about, you know, and, and to, you know, I have a love of volleyball and, and to be a outstanding coach in any sport, you have to be a relationship junkie, you know, and, uh, you know, and, cause you can't fool these kids, you know, you, they have to know that you care about them and uh, I mean, any, you know, young coach, you know, out there that, you know, I mean, uh, to be successful, you have to be a, a relationship junkie. And these these relationships have to mean something to you. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's, you know, that's what yeah, I'm most proud of is the, those relationships that we're able to build and maintain through through adulthood with these young ladies. That's awesome. Well put. Mike Barnes joining us here on the very first episode of Digging It with Eric Ritchie. And, and Coach, you've helped me. And I know you you are such um, a fan of, of high school volleyball in, in the state of Louisiana. Uh, you have watched so much volleyball, even this season, that you have your finger on the pulse of what's going on. Uh, we came up with the VSN Power 10. And uh, we came up with uh, the week one. And this is now the week two rankings of all five divisions in one classification on the VSN power 10. And uh, if you can kind of give us your comments on some of the, uh, you know, how this has kind of panned out. And obviously, you know, we give 10 points for a first place uh, vote. We have nine voters, uh, eight of the nine pick St. Thomas Moore and their first place ballot, the other one Dominican, but it's, it's, it's obvious. Those are the two cream of the crop in the state both defending state champions, Dominican two-time Division I state champion, uh, and both loaded again. Uh, tell us a little bit at the top, kind of um, one and two. Let's talk St. Thomas More and Dominican. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, both of them are, um, you know, just outstanding uh, ball control. You know, they have power. They have, um, you know, good setting, you know, on both both of them. When, you know, when they match up with one another, it's going to be interesting to see like the, I think, you know, like the top, you know, really the top seven schools, you know, all seven, uh, you know, they all have a little bit of size, you know, they have outstanding hitters. And when they match up with one another, it's going to be how they handle the block, 
how they yeah. handle for the first time as hitters having somebody with the ability to put the the block on them, you know, because uh, yeah. all seven of those teams have a little bit of size. So when they match up against other smaller schools, you know, they're not going to have that, that intimidating block, you know, but, you know, when they go match up against one another and they have a little bit of block, who, you know, which hitters are going to go into block shock, you know, and which hitters are going to be able to handle that block. That's I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, to that, to see who, um, you know, who can, uh, you know, who can handle that and who can put someone in, in block shock. But I think the, you know, St. Thomas Moore and, and Dominican, you know, early on in the season, you know, they, they've really proven those themselves as the, you know, two of the top that everybody's going to have to be chasing after. Yeah. And you got two of the potential uh, Gatorade player of the years, obviously uh, with St. Thomas Moore, AC Froelich, the LSU commit has just been a terminator at will is the way her head coach puts it, but she leads three six footers in the front line that have all committed to D one, all seniors. And then Dominican, we know they've lost Kate Baker. They've lost Brooke Corrett, you know, their libero and their setter. And, uh, but you know, they bring back Anne Marie Hardwin and um, uh, hopefully soon and eventually healthy O'Neal Haddad uh, at the middle and Zoe Smith and Cam Chatelier and uh, all these big hitters. And, you know, they got, you know, new players, Lauren Pipitone uh, now as their libero, but you talk about block shock. You're always teaching me things. You just taught me that. I didn't know what block shock was, but mm-hmm. I saw it this week when Mount Carmel played Pope John Paul. Mount Carmel wins three very close sets, but Mount Carmel's been playing high caliber volleyball. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, and, you know, those guys, um, you know, those guys too. I mean, they have a tremendous amount of uh, experience. You know, they're just, uh, you know, they're a bunch of, um, uh, little professionals, you know, they, Mount Carmel is a little undersized with, you know, the, um, you know, some of the other, you know, schools in the top seven, but, you know, their ball control and their experience and their athleticism, uh, you know, is going to put them right up there in the, you know, in the top and, uh, you're going to have to work hard to, to beat them. And, uh, especially, you know, uh, to defend, um, you know, against those guys, you, you have to put the ball away, you know, against them. They're not going to, you know, make a lot of errors. So it's, you know, they're, that's going to be fun. And those matchups this week, you know, that will, uh, you know, that's going to show who's going to be, you know, uh, the, the cream of the crop, um, you know, coming into next week. You know? yeah. And then the tournaments this weekend, you know, there's some great, you know, matchups that are going to happen in, uh, you know, in these tournaments this weekend too. So yeah, it's like and- a good, a good tournament weekend. So after this week, you know, we'll, yeah, the the top ten could yeah yeah could be a little different, you know. You're right. We 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 called it moving week, an early moving week, but it's certainly when you mm-hmm. have yeah uh, Dunham lost to Dominican, so that's seven losing to two uh, on Tuesday night, and then also Hannon will be playing um, Dominican today on Thursday. Then Hannon, Mount Carmel, and St. Joe's all go to Mobile, Alabama to participate in one of those great tournaments you were alluding to, the Catholic mm-hmm. Cup. And 
not only are those three teams all top 10 power 10 teams in Louisiana, but they're facing McGill Tulin, who is a defending state champ and multi-state champion winner in the state of Alabama and two unbelievable teams from the state of Georgia. So you're right. This is moving week. You're going to that that top 10 could look a big time difference next week. Yeah. And it's yeah. And the experience that these uh, teams that are going over to Alabama are going to get because they're, you know, that's big girl volleyball over there. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, you know, they're going to get their, they're all going to be outsized, you know, by a lot of these uh, teams. And you talk about developing the experience of being going into block shock, you know, you know <laughs> it's going to have to be a, you know, being blocked over there. It's going to be a routine and you're just going to have to cover get used to it and then come back with a different shot, you know, the next time. So that's, um, I mean, that's going to be, you know, really good for those guys because that, I mean, McGill Tulin doesn't bring in, you know, just anybody, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're every year they're looking for the national rankings. So she's going to bring in schools, you know, that are going to help her, you know, get into the the top 20 nationally ranking wise. So it, it's a national ranking tournament that that they usually put together over there. So they're going to have to you know, put put your helmets on and get ready to you know buckle up. That's going to be a, a good a, they're going to come back much better teams having gone over there and played against that level of competition. Super excited to head over to uh, Mobile, Alabama for that one. So there you have the power 10. But um, the, the way I was introduced to you was a mutual friend of ours, Lee Feinswag, when we were talking about setting. And he goes, if you're going to talk about setting, you need to call Mike Barnes immediately. So that's what I did. And we got involved, uh, you know, kind of, you know, learning setting from you. Tell us why setting is such a passion for you and I know you can't just explain it in, in, in one answer, but um, what is your philosophy on setting? You know, I think, yeah, I, I love it because it's um, uh, I mean, it's a special athlete, you know, that is, you know, that that's a setter, you know, they, they need the leadership, you know, they need the attention to detail they need to be strategic, you know, um, they, they have to be humble, you know, they have to be humble, you know, um, you know, and, uh, um, and they, they have to have um, a, like the details, you know, they have to be real detail oriented on their um, fundamentals, you know, and they have to love to get in the gym and just grind, and just grind. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's boring repetition, you know, that you have to, you know, that you, that you have to do, but, um, you know, I mean, you guys, you know, traveled a lot this, this summer, you know, getting her, um, you know, uh, different coaches and, and different work, you know, and all of the coaches, you know, that you spoke to, I know that they were, um, they were appreciative of how fundamentally sound um, she was at a young age, you know, and, uh, and that's it. I mean, you, it's a, it, it's something that it's an attention to detail that you can't take for granted and that coaches at the upper levels see that 
and appreciate it. And it's something that, uh, that you can't hide and they, they really see it. So having, having kids come in that, that, um, have that mentality and want to grind at those boring repetition is, I mean, it's, it really is satisfying. And, and they, they have to have a passion for the game too. And, and, and they can sense your passion for not only the game, but setting, you know, I called you the setting sensei, you know, you had, you know, the kind of the unicorn, like the horn coming out and everything was kind of the energy was coming straight out, straight out from there. And that's, I know that's a big part of what you teach uh, your setters is that energy from right here. And that's the fun of it because it's, you know, it's, um, it's the details, you know, it's uh, biomechanics, it's uh, the physics, you know, of, of using your body properly to, to, and when all of that comes together, then you can put the leadership part into it. You can put the, um, uh, you know, the strategy part of it, you know, but if you have to worry about your fundamentals, you know, then you have to overlook a lot of the other stuff. You have to overlook the strategy. You have to overlook the, you know, the um, leadership, you know, while you're you know, still learning the proper technique. Once you get the proper technique, you know, and you become confident in, confident in that, then your uh, leadership, you know, and, uh, you know, and the strategy, you know, can, can take over, you know, and yeah. I think there's right now, you know, this year you look at the, the top 10, I mean, there's, you know, some outstanding setting, you know, um, you know, they're, you know, you know, they're, the girls are doing a good job strategically, you know, um, and it's been a lot of fun watching, you know, the level of, you know, and those top 10, you know, yeah. the, the setting, you know, yeah. um, and, and, and you know, uh, yeah, good. And, you know, like philosophy wise, it's just it, keep it simple, you know, keep it simple, stay humble as a setter, you know, let the, you know, let your hitters, you know, get all the, you know, the accolades. It has to be all, you know, self-gratifying, you know, as a, you know, as a setter. And, um, you know, just, you know, keep everybody, you know, uh, you know you, your job is to keep them confident, you know, keep them confident and, you know, keep them ruling. And, uh, you know, and that's the, the, the fun thing. And when you get into that zone, you know, and, and watching the setters, you know, move everybody around. I mean, that that's fun stuff. Coach, we're going to close with where we basically began with you when you told us that you were in Seattle, Washington. And, uh, you know, I think you're a Brother Martin grad mm-hmm. and UNO guy and coach around the New Orleans area. People are like, what? Coach yeah. Mike Barnes is in Seattle. What's he doing there? How's he going to coach from out there? But tell us about the move and how it's going for you. Yeah, you know, my, uh, yeah, my son, uh, and my daughter, they're both off in college, you know, and uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to, you know, as empty nesters to, uh, you know, to move up here. My wife works for the, uh, she's a civilian for the Coast Guard and uh, they wanted her, uh, she's in the mental health uh, part of the, uh, you know, she's a, a psychologist with the Coast Guard. They wanted her to spread yeah, some of the mental health initiatives that she's done in the Gulf, you know, around the U.S. So they offered the opportunity to, uh, you know, to do that. 
Um, so we said, Hey, let's, this is a better time than, you know, no better time than now to, to do this. So we're taking full advantage of it. I am, uh, I am now the athletic director at the boys and girls club there you uh, go. Um, of uh, uh, King County, you know, so That's it's, uh, it's a great. great demographic that I love um, working with. I'm having a good time doing that. Uh, I've touched base with the uh, University of Washington coaching staff, you know, so um, I'll be working there, you know, camps that they're going to be doing, uh, you know, throughout the year, uh, meeting with some uh, <clears throat> of the volleyball clubs in the area next week, you know, to talk about, um, you know, some setter training and everything to, to do there. So, um, you know, uh, last week, you know, hiked Mount Baker. The week before that, we, um, uh, my daughter and I went and hiked um, uh, Mono, in Mount Olympia. So um, taking advantage of, of everything it has to offer here. Well, that's outstanding. And I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. And I knew you would. Seattle is an awesome city, an awesome community. And, and uh, just that you're, the fact that you're bringing their knowledge, that knowledge to that volleyball community, that's a big win for the volleyball world in the state of Washington. And we wish you the best. And Coach Mike, thank you so much for being our first guest. Thank here you. On thank you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, uh, tell Emma. I'll tell her. I'm watching. Watching. <laughs> I will definitely you tell her. It. You got it. Thank right. you so much. Yeah, bro. A, right. Thank you. You got it. Mike Barnes, okay. of course, Bye -bye. The former head coach at Sacred Heart and uh, just a great club coach, Cabrini coach, state champion, a state coach of the year, a great setting coach. And he is, um, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of his. Obviously, having him on as our first guest on our new uh, video podcast, Digging It. It is brought to you by Farm Bureau of St. Charles, St. John Parish. Give Will Sermon and his guys a call. Real service, real people at, at Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. John Parish. I'm Eric Ritchie. When we return, we, we talk college volleyball and we bring in coach Jeremy White from Southeastern after this timeout. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to Digging It. I'm Eric Ritchie. So glad you're joining us here on episode one of this video podcast. I was so pleased to be joined by Mike Barnes and really breaking down the high school scene and our VSN Power 10 uh, so far, week two. It's moving week early in the season. So much to be excited about on the high school level, but certainly segment two of this show is going to be devoted to college volleyball. And there's so many area teams uh, to talk about, but the one that we want to start with in college volleyball and our digging it colors are very appropriate for our next guest because let's 
bring in Southeastern head coach, not only in the indoor scene, but also the beach head coach talking about Jeremy White is our first guest. And Coach Jeremy, first of all, thank you so much for joining us here on Digging It, our first episode, six and one, off to an awesome start so far, those Lions are. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's uh, It's been a great little run of big uh, difference from last year's uh, 0-10 starts. So we're pretty excited about how we're playing and uh, the kids are in good spirits right now. Yeah, and then rightfully so. And uh, for you, I want to back it up. I want to back it up to how this volleyball thing started with you. And obviously, you're a Texas guy, but you you were a player and still are. I mean, I, you could play beach, you played indoor. Um, tell us how volleyball got started in your life. Well, it's funny. I was a, I was a baseball guy going into college. Um, you know, tried a little walk on action at Baylor University and then Lamar. Uh, transferred this was going to go to school and just be a student at McNeese and got lucky enough to run into Lee McBride who coached there for a good 15 years or so uh and was just teaching and he saw a big tall guy that could jump and hit a ball hard so he he stole me and started taking me all over the place to play volleyball and just kind of grew from there now I found out when we talked at your team camp uh, a couple a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you were a pitcher and you're a pretty yeah. good pitcher in college baseball. So you know you got you got the athleticism, you got the build, and you you want to be a pitcher. And now now you're a volleyball player. Yeah, we'll, we'll say we'll, we'll leave pretty good off of that. I'll find out real quick. <laughs> you were bringing it in the nineties though. You were you were there's, there's some good athletes out there. But no, um, yeah, it was just it was kind of nice. I mean, making the transition. I mean, it was. I guess with the arm swing aspect of being a pitcher, it was a little bit easier to kind of go into. But uh, I think the, the big part of it was just having a new adventure. It was fun. It was exciting. It was a sport I had never tried. And it was uh, you know a little bit of a way to take out some aggression that uh, I hadn't really done since my football days. So That's awesome. That's awesome. So as a player, you also you know played a lot on the beach as well, won a bunch of tournaments. Mm-hmm. Tell me the coaching aspect of it. When did you like make that switch? Like, you know what? I, I, I could coach volleyball as well. Well, actually, it was it was a lot of people pushing me into it because I was so wrapped up in it in those last few years of college. Um, people got me into, I think I did the Tuesday night development program for Lake Erie Elite back when that was going on in Lake Charles. And uh, that led me to a, I was still going to go student teach at Barb and just coach baseball and got asked to be a freshman coach for Barb High School uh, while I was student teaching. And took that job and that led to club and more, you know, more from there. But uh, I just really enjoyed it. Once I got into it, it was again, same situation. I'm, I'm one of those kind of obsessive people where I've spent a ton of time watching video and learning and getting better. And this was just a new adventure and um, didn't really know it was go this far, but uh, it's been exciting to have a, you know, one of those tell God your plans and watch him laugh situations. Well, I mean, I don't know who's laughing now because I mean, even at Barb, as you take over that program as the head volleyball coach, what, 2011, 2013, you go 81 and 28. You take all three district titles. You're the district coach of the year, three years. You make it to the then Pontchartrain Center, right? That's where always the mm-hmm. destination was. Two out of those three years, you take your team to the quarterfinals. You run into some some uh, you know, unbelievable teams. I think you played Mount Carmel one year, right? Yeah, yeah Katie Campen and uh, Kristen Nuss kind of took it to us. <laughs> yeah, you have a couple of Gatorade uh, players of the year on one team. But tell me about being a high school coach. What did you? What stands out when you look back at those years at Barb High School and uh, kind of you know bringing success to that team? 
I think it was just a great opportunity for me to learn. I mean, I, I got to kind of go out and experiment with what I wanted to do and, and what my philosophy was going to be like. And, uh, you know, we ran the club program at the same time. So got to see it year round, what it would, what it could grow like and what our culture, you know, ideas were. And um, I mean, it was, it was an opportunity to develop, you know, everything about my coaching philosophy and an atmosphere where there wasn't a lot of pressure to do, exceptionally well and then just a lot of appreciation for it once we did do real real well northwestern oklahoma state is that right was that the next stop where those uh those two years were again you're talking about the two best seasons in school history there what was it like to make the transition from high school volleyball coach to volleyball well i did have a few years as an assistant to kind of learn it it would okay. uh, look that one year at Lamar State College, Port Arthur, and then two years yeah. at McNeese as an assistant. Gotcha. So there was some time to kind of learn and kind of get the idea of what the college life was going to be like. Um, and Northwestern was a, you know, was its own beast. It was a, a difficult uh, place to recruit to, just being kind of out in, uh, you know, I guess the, for lack of a better word, out in the boonies. And uh, it was, um, you know, so we had to figure out a niche for recruiting there. And uh, but the blessing was is that we had so many athletes on the roster that were just dying for a change, uh, you know, of scenery, of culture, of everything. And so we had a lot of buy-in early, which I think is what led to that first 21 season and the first season and uh, more than anything else, because it was a lot of the same kids, which maybe a couple sprinkled in freshmen. Um, so we, you know, that part was, was a lot of fun. And it's, you know, again, another opportunity where I got to go in and not a lot of expectation and opportunity to to continue to learn and what the recruiting aspect was going to be and how important it was to find that niche for the university we were at based on what was available to it academically, athletically, and just city-wise. So December of 2018, you take that next step on the ladder of success. You get to be named the head coach at Southeastern. Year one, 2019, a 12-win improvement, one of the biggest turnarounds in the nation that year in college volleyball. My question to you, Coach White, how did that happen? What was your philosophy? What did you preach to that team that first year for such a, a turnaround in wins? You know, I think the most important thing was we we really focused on ball control, trying to train up our athletes to be complete volleyball players where, you know, one of the things I've prided myself on, especially since we've been at Southeastern, um, we've actually led the conference in middle digs every single year. So our middle is actually going and serving and, and, and making plays and defense. And just so creating that element, I think, really elevated just the level of volleyball in our gym. Um, we had some really nice athletes that were able to help us out with you know, Jody Edo, you know, being a first team all conference kid, kind of coming out of nowhere. Phenomenal local athlete. Got a lot out of uh, Caroline Golden when she was here with us as well. Um, and so there were some kids that could really kind of put us in position. Carly Wilkerson was a first year kid. It was a you know, transfer for us to come and made an impact for us that year. Sam Gomez did a lot of good things for us. Uh, so we had some pieces that were able to uh, you know, perform. And I think just putting them in a new, a new system, uh, we preach ball control. We preached culture, being a great teammate, um, coming in with a great attitude, energy, and effort. Uh, and those things, I think, go a long way for when, you, when you're trying to build a program, if you, if you focus on the culture side first. Um, and, and then just trained to be just good at playing the sport rather than necessarily trying to have this really complicated system. It leads to a, a fast bit of success just because your athletes kind of just start to take over um, the important you know areas of the game that you've got to build a patch, you got to build a set, and you got to be able to take smart, aggressive swings. And we did that. 
And you've done that for three consecutive years now, making the Southland Conference Tournament 2019, 20, and 21. That sets up this year. You go to Beaumont, Texas to open up the season. You play Tulane in the opener. The first set, Tulane wins. They look like they're going to take set two late. But all of a sudden, a huge turnaround, and you really haven't looked back since. Take us through that match with Tulane, especially that second set when you came back and rallied back. And and that momentum is, has carried to a six and one start. Yeah, I think in that game, um, you know, Tulane had some, you know, put a lot of pressure on us early on, especially out of the middle of the court. You know, we were able to finally start to figure some things out and slow down, started serving a little tougher, kind of got into our own rhythm of things, figured out how we were going to be aggressive and score. Um, one big thing I think was uh, Newsom. Uh, had started the game and kind of started really the preseason off kind of lacking a little confidence, not quite as uh, much swagger as she had had her freshman year when she was freshman of the year for the Southland here. Um, and, but in that second set, she started really figuring it out. And of course, Sis was already doing good things from that point. Uh, but having that second left side able to go in and put, put the ball away and out of system volleyball and just play with that kind of swagger she has um, kind of started elevating our level of play overall, open things up for everyone else. And, um, I was just really proud of the the energy our kids brought to come around and get that kind of almost reverse sweep situation with the uh, one four instead of actually five. But uh, to go back and get all three of those sets was pretty exciting. Yeah, you go on to uh, to to three and zero that tournament. Then you have your home opener August thirtieth against Jackson State. Tell me what that environment was like at Southeastern for your home opener. I saw a few images of the bench and the, kind of the love that this team has. And obviously you're, you're looking at bench players that want to be out on the court, but they were super enthusiastic about the success, what was going on on the court. I mean, that says a lot about this team, doesn't it? Very much so. I mean, culture is about what you preach in the gym when you're here and then also what you do when you're going out recruiting. Are you going out recruiting the same kind of athletes that – are going to exemplify and, and appreciate the values that you have. And I think we've done that. You know, I think the fact of going out and finding these, you know, great local athletes that, you know, buy into the, what we're trying to accomplish as well as just buying into the, the whole Louisiana aspect. They have, they care about the university. They have ties to the university. They were from right down the road from the university. So there's that aspect and then they love each other. They really do. It's, it's a cliche thing to say, but they really do care about each other a lot and they care about each other's success you know, we preach for a long time, um, you know, this concept of you want to uh, essentially uh, <laughs> you, you don't necessarily love your role all the time, but you have to accept it. And then you have to turn around at the same time and keep working for the role that you really do want. And the hard part is that first part of, you know, you don't love your role, but you have to accept it and still be happy for your teammates that are ahead of you. Um, that's the hard part to get a lot of people to jump on. And I just think this team has done a great job of it. And you know, I made it known. I've, I've made it known every time I've seen it. It was one of my favorite pictures, probably one of the ones you're talking about yep. that we posted all over Twitter and everything else, because that's what we want to exemplify is this attitude of we care about the wholeness of the team. Um, it doesn't matter who's on the floor. And it was exemplified this past weekend as well when we actually sat some of our starters, quite a few of our starters uh, in some of the matches this weekend and still got big wins. Yeah, and uh, at that Tarleton State tournament, again, back in Texas, you lose to the to the host school, but then you come back with two big wins to finish again with momentum, six and one. Uh, and again, I just see from the Southland Conference for the second consecutive week, you have the Southland Conference, at least this week, co-player right, of the week after Cicely Hildago mm -hmm. got it week one. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so Kayla Newsom came back. So we've had both of our outsides now go back to back player, the uh, offensive player of the week. And yeah. Um, and so, you know, and that was great because it was a situation. This is one of the strengths that we have right now is, you know, Sis had a great first weekend. Uh, a lot of, I mean, like, I don't think she, only she, she averages like four set, hit 350, had a quite a few blocks, quite a few digs. I mean, just played great all around and had a little bit of a, I would say, a, a down weekend for her, which is hitting 250 and still averaging nearly four set. It's pretty impressive, but Kay picks up the slack and comes in and does the exact same thing that uh, Sis did the week before. And I mean, very deserving of the opportunity to be named off to player of the week again. So, um, I mean, just pretty proud of the two of them for going out and doing it. And then their teammates for putting them in the position to do it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's great stuff. And it kind of segues into my next question. Uh, obviously, Cic Cicely Hildago and her sister, both, uh, you know, Turling's Catholic. And then you start looking at the roster and some of the key players that you got, you know, and you get names like Tullis and uh, uh, Stokely Duplishan. And then in this latest recruiting class, Riley Boyne and Grace Toller from St. Joe's and Boyne from Destrehan. There's a theme there, coach, and it, it, it's a Louisiana theme. Tell me about recruiting in-state and so many of those players, and I probably didn't name them all. I just named some of the ones that I knew, mm -hmm. but certainly a heavily local influence on your team right now and some of your success. Well, I mean, I feel like Southeastern, we're a, a regional university, and we need to take advantage of the regional, you know, regional athletes that we have. And um, not saying that we're, we're constantly just looking at Louisiana athletes, but if we have a position available or we have a, a, something we need and we can find it here, we're going to go for it here. Uh, we want those, you know, the ties to the university. We want kids to value that, you know, that SLU, you know, this little thing right here on my chest, which is the old logo, but we want kids to value that aspect. We want people that aren't going to, you know, leave here and never come back. We want alumni that care about the university and care about our program. And these kids have ties, they buy in, they, you know, they're great athletes and they get overlooked a lot of the time because they, they don't play in these big havens of volleyball like Texas or Florida or California or anything like that. And um, and I've always just been a big believer that athletes are athletes and it doesn't matter where they're from. And, you know, up until, uh, you know, Jordan Larson, the greatest Olympian of all time in beach volley or volleyball, I should say, was uh, Danielle Scott from right down the road in Baton Rouge. That's right. That's right. Great point. Great point. You already brought up one of the, the best uh, beach volleyball players in Kristen Nuss. And I want to talk beach a little bit, but let's finish out with the indoor side of it. And, you know, back-to-back -back tournaments in Texas, and now you're going to take a bite out of the Big Apple. I mean, serious road trip this weekend, going to New York to play in St. John's tournament. Tell me how that came about and um, just preview the tournament for us. Um, it was a great opportunity. We try to do something big every year now that we can. And, you know, once COVID got over, we wanted to make sure that our athletes are going to play, um, you know, somewhere on the East Coast, somewhere on the Gulf Coast, and somewhere on the West Coast, you know, in their four years here, um, giving them an opportunity to see a different part of the country, see different volleyball. And this is just going to be a – this was a, you know, couldn't pass up situation because it's also 9-11 weekend. And I think one of the things that we try to do within our program is also give opportunities for our kids to do things that they may not do on their own. Um, so going up this week, I mean, we're going to play a tough team in St. John's. It's going to be probably the biggest team that we've faced so far uh, as far as just overall size. Uh, then we got, you know, Bryant was a good uh, tough team in their conference and stuff last year. And then uh, we, we have a you know team in Stonehill we really don't know much about. They were a D2 program that's moving up to Division One this year. So, um, you know, that's going to be a fun weekend for us on the aspect of, yeah, we're getting to enjoy some New York time and things like that. Um, but we're also going to get challenged volleyball-wise, and, and that's what we kind of wanted was see new, new, new faces and um, put ourselves in a situation where maybe we got to 
we got to realize that the volleyball should not get in. I mean, it needs to get in the way of New York and not the other way around. <laughs> I understand. Let's hope they do too, but I'm sure they will. And it'll be a great experience uh, both on and off the court for your, for your program. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's, let's shift. Uh, and obviously when you were brought here to Southeastern, to establish a beach volleyball program as well. And you've done that. You've, mm-hmm. you've, you've got this team off to a, to a good start. You've had all kinds of challenges. You bring up COVID, and I know that was a challenge for you. But now, mm-hmm. you know, a chance to – I won't say catch your breath because a guy who has as many jobs as you do can't quite do that. That's not the right phrase. But where is that beach volleyball program right now? And uh, tell me about some of the, the things that you're happy about on that side. I'm just happy that, you know, we, we brought in kids that are just really competitive and, and that culture has been great from the very beginning because we've been able to come in and kind of bring the kind of kids that we want. Um, I've loved the development we've had in it. I mean, you take a look at Megan Scuderi, who was a walk-on athlete for us when she got here, has become basically a full scholarship between, you know, athletic and academic monies and stuff, was a 20-game winner, and she's five foot three, you know, and so it's a situation where we've been able to see kids develop that maybe not develop at other places. And, you know, and so we've been able to be successful to an extent so far, but it's been such a growth every single year, um, both from the, you know, wins perspective, the size of the, of the roster perspective, and then also just the, the you know, the budgeting's perspective that's put us in a position, I think this year, where we can kind of compete maybe to be in the top two or three in our conference this year. That's awesome. And we really look forward to that. And once we get closer to the actual season, uh, we'll talk some beach volleyball with you as well. Um, but, uh, I just wanted to say thanks so much for being a part of this first program, this first digging it uh, video podcast on VSN. And uh, man, we're just so happy with your program off to such an awesome start. You were a natural first guest and uh, we just hope the uh, momentum continues for you, coach. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I feel honored to be on the the first podcast. You got it. It is. It is. Uh, Well, we'll have you on again and uh, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks so much. Best of luck this weekend in New York. Thank you, sir. All right. That's Jeremy White, the head beach and indoor coach at Southeastern, wrapping up our college volleyball segment. And again, this show brought to you by the Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan, as well as the St. Charles St. John Farm Bureau. We'll take a break and we'll go what's up NFL style after this. Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Hi, my name is Will Sermon from St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. On behalf of my entire staff, I want to wish all the players and coaches the best of luck. Real service, real people. And to wrap up this first episode of Digging It with Derek Ritchie, what's up? What's up right now? Well, I can tell you what's up right now. It's the NFL season. It starts tonight. And the NFL season 15 years ago, at least for the New Orleans Saints, started in Indianapolis. It was the NFL kickoff weekend. The Colts were coming off a Super Bowl championship. The Saints were coming off an NFC title appearance that year in 06. And then the 07 season, the most anticipated year in Saints franchise history, 
we had a chance at that point to go to Indiana where I'd worked for six years. I talked to our bosses at the station I was working at at the time. I'm like, we need to go up there a couple days early. We need to set the stage. And uh, that's just certainly what we did. Here's a little sample of what we had a, uh, a chance to, to experience and bring to our viewers 15 years ago this week. Just outside the RCA Dome, where in less than 48 hours, the Saints will kick off the 2007 season. Dungey sees similarities with the Saints and his Super Bowl championship team. What would you tell them as far as advice to being able to climb that plateau? Well, we were there in 2003. We lost a, a tough game on the road to New England in the championship game, and you want to get back. New Orleans' own Reggie Wayne signing Super Bowl DVDs tonight. Any message to the fans in New Orleans? Hey, I'm a true, I'm a true New Orleans guy, you know. Uh, you know, but hey, coach paid the bills, so I'm here with the coach. <laughs> <laughs> now the RCA don't. That's the place to be for the kickoff of tomorrow's game. But right now, we're at the place to be for the pregame festivities. We're at Monument Circle, where tomorrow, check this out for a headliner for the free concert. Kelly Clarkson, Hinder, and Faith Hill, who's from Mississippi, whose husband, Tim McGraw, is from Louisiana. I grew up watching football, and the Saints were definitely the, the team in, in the house when I was growing up. Who wants it more? A simple question that's been asked repeatedly all week here in Indianapolis. The most anticipated season in franchise history opens up on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions. Are you kidding me with this opener against the Colts? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great challenge. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, the one thing about playing the Super Bowl champion is you have a chance to measure yourself as a team and how you compare. His head coach, Joe Tiller, still at Purdue and not surprised with the star pupil's success with the Saints. Everyone wants to know, you know, what, he, what he's accomplished. Is that a surprise? No, it's not a surprise. You know, the guy's an uh, outstanding competitor. He has phenomenal skills. Uh, he has great leadership qualities. He just, uh, nothing that Drew Brees does surprises me. It sure seems like Brees has come a long way since his days at Purdue, but in actuality, just 60 miles, where tomorrow night in Indianapolis, Breeze and the Saints will kick off the 07 season with the Colts. Reporting from West Lafayette, Indiana, I'm Eric Ritchie, Fox 8 Sports. Man, do I miss Joe Tiller. That was a fun week 15 years ago in Indianapolis to set the stage for the Saints season. That game was a dud, though, if you remember that Colts rolled through the Saints and Jason David that game. But anyway, the Saints opened this season against the Atlanta Falcons. And the great thing about the Saints that I love this year is that local flavor. Jarvis Landry, Lutcher, LSU guy. Tyron Matthew, St. Aug, LSU guy. Even on the practice squad, you got a Desterhand guy, Kirk Merritt. Man, rooting for all three of those guys and uh, uh, just hope that that Saints team can can put it together this year. And let's see what, let's see what Taysom Hill looks like as a tight end and if Jameis Winston can come through and put up some of the numbers that I'm, a lot of the Houdat fans uh, are hoping for. We'll see what happens in the receiving squad. I think Landry's going to get, you know, at least 80 catches this year, don't you? I picked him up in my fantasy league. Uh, oh, Chris Olave, I'm certainly hoping for big things from him as well. Let's hope that O-line uh, can protect Jameis and uh, open up the running game and hopefully uh, Alvin Kamara can stay active on this team uh, for uh, a good chunk of the season, if not all of it. So that pretty much wraps up what's up. What's up is the NFL season starting. What's coming up is a huge weekend for VSN, 
on the football scene on Friday night, you're talking about Newman once again, Arch Manning, Will Randall, Will Zurich, Kai Donaldson, all the casted characters back on VSN, uh, their home opener taking on Riverside, the New Orleans area game of the week. It is a dandy. Della Sal taking on Holy Cross. Jim Derry, Jim Rapier will have the call there. Uh, you have uh, our new VSN affiliate, UHI. We are certainly thrilled to have UHI on board. We're going to do several football and volleyball matches uh, for UHI this year. And what a game to start off, Rummel at UHI. That's going to be a great one. Episcopal, another VSN affiliate. We spent time this week with uh, Coach Travis Bourgeois and his team. Uh, looking forward to their uh, game on the road against St. Thomas Aquinas. STM, St. Thomas Moore. A huge win. They scored 55 points in the first half last week in their win in the season opener. This week, they take on Alexandria. We also have Ascension Catholic. Went out there last week. Absolutely loved what I saw out there. And again, um, the Leonard Twins, uh, DeLone, uh, so many weapons for Ascension Catholic. They're home against Appaloosa's Catholic. And, of course, Southside on Thursday, tonight, uh, Southside playing Cecilia and wishing those Sharks the best. Now, for volleyball on Thursday, it doesn't get any better than what's happening tonight. Volleyball, of course, we have our Power 10, the VSN Power 10. The number one, two, three, and four teams in the state will be live streaming tonight as St. Thomas Moore will be hosting Lafayette Christian. You got LCA coming to town and Coach Barrett. That's going to be a great one. Number two, Dominican against number four, Hannon. Dominican put away their first challenge this week on Tuesday, beating Dunham. Let's see how they do against Coach Bonifee and her very talented Hannon number four club. And then number three, Mount Carmel on the road at Mandeville. So there you have it. Number one, number two, number three, and number four. Hey, I want to remind you as well, this is certainly not the only uh, podcast on VSN. Frank Monica, Jason Dewey doing a fabulous job. Uh, getting the Let's Be Frank podcast off and running. That show, of course, drops every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And just like digging it, we're going to try to put it as much as we can on the VSN social media platforms, uh, try to get it on some podcast areas as well, the audio files. We're going to do as much as we can as we start this fall sports season, always our busiest here at VSN. But that will do it for now. really want to thank our guest, Mike Barnes, of course, six-time LVCA Louisiana coach of the year on the high school level and now his new home out in Seattle. We wish him the best and so glad that we're staying in, in touch with him. And as he said, relationship, that's what uh, that's what it's all about. And then, of course, uh, Jeremy White in Southeastern off to a six and one start. We want to thank him and wish his team the best of luck. But for now, also want to thank Justin Thomas directing this podcast. And he's the guy responsible for getting it on VSN and uh, VSN's YouTube page as well. And we thank him for all his hard work this week as well. That'll do it for now. I'm Eric Ritchie. Can you dig it? I hope you can because you just did here on the first Digging It podcast on BSN. Thanks so much for watching. I'm Eric Ritchie. We'll see you again next time. Woo! Woo!